You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Everyone to God Stories Radio. This is session 210. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on Thursday night? <laughs> Under the brand new lights. Yeah, That's really. Right. Yes, sir. Loving just, it. Yes. Just can't wait the Thursday night. Oh, I know it. It is hot out. It is. It's getting Good a little warm. Gracious. In here too. How do you do your uh the bushes bush trimming job oh, there out man, there? Man, let me tell you, I pushed myself too far last week. I almost ready, I was almost ready to pass out. I really was. Oh man, you gotta be careful, man. I do, I do. Florida during the summertime is no joke. It is no joke no. up in here. You have to take good care of yourself and stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. So, you any most of certainly you, do. Any of you coming to visit the theme parks, remember that hydration, hydration, hydration. <laughs> yep, like location, location, location. That's Florida right. real estate. <laughs> hey, we want to uh, welcome everybody on Mixler tonight. Uh, I see Robert Herman. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Welcome Robert. to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope to be a good uh, good show for you tonight. Uh, how's your week been, Mikey? Sparkling. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, after the last couple of weeks with, you know, contacts and with the my kids and everything else, it's just walking around with a smile on my face. How can you not? That's know. wonderful. Mm-hmm. That is the, uh, and I got to wait five months to go out there and see him. That is the true meaning of sparkling. <laughs> wow. How about you, babe? How you doing over there? Doing okay, thanks. We got any uh, likes, dislikes? We <laughs> countries. <laughs> we do have a new country. Country number ninety-six. Whoa, country number ninety-six. Hang on. We want to welcome Zimbabwe. Wow, are you kidding me? No. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. I'm excited. Wow. Well, welcome all our brothers and sisters in Zimbabwe. Thank you for listening out there. Wow. Man. Absolutely. Mm hmm. 96. I'm actually hoping to have a guest from Zimbabwe on the show soon. Yeah. Really? Okay. Trying to get him booked. So um, it'll happen when Father's ready. Yep. You know, as much as I know about technology, it still blows my mind that we can talk into a microphone here in Claremont, Florida, and be heard in Zimbabwe. Uh-huh. Yes, wow. indeed. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Greater things you will see. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. We just appreciate everybody praying for us and and uh, and everything. It, the Lord is just uh, blowing it up on His timetable. Right. I mean, we're still after six years. We're still going. Uh, he still brings guests. Of course, the one tonight had to cancel, so we're on our own here. But that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, I kind of let uh, Mac is the uh, uh, student pastor at uh, First United Methodist Church, and it's React Week uh, this week, and he's a very, very busy. So I let him off the hook. But he'll be back. He'll be joining us in uh, in a few weeks. Okay, that's no problem. Absolutely. He's a good guy, and we know he's working hard for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And Miss um, Susan Morris has got herself a two-week vacation. Lovely. So happy she for them. She deserves it. Her and uh, Rick. Wonderful. I told her to get in the car and turn the rearview mirror inside out. <laughs> Don't call us. We'll call you. Uh-huh. Not. <laughs> Just well, love them. Yes. Definitely. So... Uh, in light of the fact that we weren't going to have a, a guest tonight, I kind of felt like the Lord was putting something on your heart, babe. So uh, I'm going to let you uh, start off. I also um, did a little bit of study and did some notes. And uh, What about Mike, that God thing from Ed? You want to do that now? Absolutely. Go yeah. go for it, Mike. All right. A little praise action. Sure. Yeah, before we get into this subject, um, I'm, uh, this there's a guy in, in my group that I lead on uh, Monday night. And um, I'm just relating what he has told, you know, when he comes back each week or every other week on things that have happened. Um, I guess we can go back to January of this year, and his daughter is going to go to college. And she decides that she wants to go to college in Alaska. (laughs) So uh, that was a curveball right there. And here they are. They live uh, in a town outside of uh, Claremont. So, so they say okay. So, the fam uh, jumped on an airplane and went out to check in Alaska in January, what this place looks like, and the surroundings and the freezing, freezing cold uh, when they went out there in January. He said, you know, minus twenty five and such like that. I remember. Wow. That. Yeah. It's next level. Very cold. cold. So, um, so needless to say, after they go out there and check that out, um, the daughter did get um, accepted there. So she was going to head off there. And I don't know what actually brought them back. They had to go back for some reason to Alaska. And something happened while they were there that with what he does here, uh, in, in regards to uh, real estate and stuff like that, uh, big-time real estate, um, somehow or another, Alaska, the state of Alaska, got a hold of him and wants him to do what he does here, there, for the state of Alaska. Wow. So that wouldn't have happened in the first place. And their thought was never, you know, that they weren't going to go live in Alaska. And um, it just, it just, I mean, God just keeps opening up. And how can you not say that God is leading them this way? First, the daughter wants to go there out of the blue, Alaska. And 
then he goes there and certain things happen that the state of Alaska wants to hire him to do, to work for them. Um, and as I remember some of the little details with that, that, you know, they weren't going to pay, weren't going to be able to pay him as much as what he is making here. Uh, but then a, 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 I guess it was only a couple days later, again, according to what I, the things that I heard, it was a couple days later that they contacted him and said something uh, that they did this and they did that and they are able to pay him at least what he was making here. Wow. And that was what without, he was just going to settle for what they told him. And then when they were there, that trip, there was a house that they, uh, you know, that while we were there, they were thinking, you know, okay, let's look at a couple houses before we leave. And, and they did find one that they were pretty interested in. And then when they came back here and he got that message, but also almost at the same time, they got the message that that house, they decided not to sell it. So now they're here and now they're going to be moving there, but now they don't have a place to, to live at this point. They would, I guess they were planning on going there and staying like in a hotel and just live that way until they find something. And so in the meantime, they're here and this stuff is all happening just like less than two months ago. And they have to put their house on the market and, you know, again, being so quick, the house sold within a matter of days and the wife is going crazy because, you know, you know what a woman needs to do when you're moving and you're oh, also yeah. trying to sell or, you know, get the house looking good to be for someone to buy it and want to buy it. Mm -hmm. And then then start to pack and, and, and all of this stuff, again, is happening within a matter of weeks. And she's going nutso. And she actually got to a point where she said to Ed, how come everything is so hard? Everything is going so hard. Nothing is coming easy. Why can't we get something to come easy? <laughs> and here Key it comes. Word. And yeah, really. And again, when you hear this, it'll, it'll definitely tell you that you're on, you're in God's will, Ed. Because within, I, I would say, when I heard a matter of minutes, from that, those words, why can't anything be easy? Within a matter of minutes, they get a phone call from Alaska. And one of the houses, I guess they had a, a realtor out there kind of looking for them for a little bit. And they, they sent them some information on a house that was there in Alaska, you know, five bedrooms and, and you know, kind of like everything that they were kind of looking for. And are you ready for this? Uh, it is what I don't remember the number. Easy Street. You mean the address is Easy Street? Absolutely. And that was minutes after she made that comment. <laughs> Tell me a, God doesn't have a sense of that's humor. That's the father just showing off. Well, right it there. is. I'm it's showing off right and he there. has a sense of humor, but it also tells me that they are definitely supposed to be going to Alaska and that's in his will. Well, you got that right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, this whole thing from January to now has all been those little details to point him in that direction. And wow. That's really kind of a great segue on what we want to talk about tonight because, you know, we've want to talk about how when you pray for things 
stuff just gets harder. So we're going to talk about uh, some different things that maybe that we've been through with uh, situations, with prayer, and uh, stuff getting harder. So, babe, I'm going to, I know this is a, a subject that's really, really close to your heart right now. So I'm going to let you start off. Well, you know, sometimes you'll pray for things and, you know, your other Christian friends will joke with you sometimes like, oh, don't pray for that. You know, what's <laughs> going to happen? You know, like people will pray for patience. And then next thing you know, they are doing nothing but waiting mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you mean well, like that's Job? One, that's one thing you hear about when 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 somebody says, "Don't pray for something." Patience is one of them. <laughs> well, this is sort of you know what God put on my heart today was: What do you do when you're praying for things and things just get worse? Um, I know for me personally, I had been praying for joy because I felt like joy was missing in my life. Um, And I'm not trying to say I'm not happy or I don't have any joy. I'm just saying I don't feel like I am fulfilled the way God wants me to be fulfilled in this area of my life. And um, sometimes it's hard because as adults who are adulting, Hmm. you know, we have a lot of responsibilities. You know, we have mortgages and demanding jobs and kids and husbands and house situations and you know just all sort of piles on and piles on and you sort of drudge from one day to the next um and i know for me i've had a very lengthy period of time like that and sometimes you feel like you're losing your joy because you're working all the time you're exhausted all the time um as you guys all know, I had gotten sick uh, a couple times this uh, this year. So, you know, all those things weigh on you, and it kind of starts sucking the joy away. What is it ever? And um, you start praying about encouragement or receiving joy, and then what happens? Things start getting worse, and you're like, wait, what's going on? So I kind of wanted to talk about that because I figured, you know what, I'm sure I'm not the only person in this situation. So I kind of took to Google and uh, and I put it in there. I, I plugged it in, you know. What do you do when, you, when you're praying for joy and you get the opposite? <laughs> <laughs> Which happens quite frequently because obviously the Father's timing isn't ours. Right. No, no, but the thing that right really jumps right at me is Satan steals your joy and we kind of let that happen to a certain extent we give him we give it up and we give it to him we let him we let, we let him steal it well he comes to steal kill and destroy mm-hmm your joy that's right everything mm-hmm not just joy he I comes know. to steal kill and destroy and joy is one of the things I think he does try to steal. Yes. Uh, because he doesn't want you to have any victories in Christ. No. I mean, one of the yeah, things. That's true. Us as a Christian, we're supposed to be walking around with that smile and that joyful walk about us. And if we, he steals it, not very many people can see it. Yep. That's also true. 
Well, I just know that, um, you know, in my poking around on Google, I came across a site called um, ANCF.org. And I read an article written by uh, Ben Danielson, and I felt like it was tremendously helpful. And I just wanted to kind of point some of these things out in case it might be helpful for some of our listeners um, and that you could relate to it. Um, so, you know, some of the biblical examples, um, I'm sure you guys can think of some as well, where things went from bad to worse. Um, mm-hmm. With Paul. Yep. Well, why don't you go ahead with Paul, and then I'll, I mean, I'll give another one. When he was, uh, when he wrote in, uh, I think it was Corinthians, that, you know, that they're hard-pressed on each side, and, and it just keeps coming back at him. And, and he went on for, you know, hard-pressed and not destroyed. And, and I mean, Paul being probably one of the, he wrote half the, the New Testament, and I'm sure he was a huge prayer warrior, and it just kept on coming he must have had that t-shirt you know shipwrecked with the number of times he was shipwrecked you know beaten yeah. stoned really you know and that's that's another good thing you know when he was on the boat you know that they, they he was praying and and he was told that it's going to get worse he to, it was told the car the the boat is going to be shipwrecked mm-hmm. but nobody's going to be lost mm-hmm. but it just kept getting worse mm-hmm. got bit by a snake when he got on the island mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> Talk about going from bad to worse. Uh-huh. The right? snake was hanging hey, from his hand. And I'll the people, tell you what. The people on the island thought he was going to die within minutes. Yeah. What a perfect example there. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the one of the first illustrations uh, or early illustrations would be in Exodus when the Israelites were commanded to make bricks out with no straw. Remember mm-hmm. when Moses mm-hmm. was going. Uh, to the Pharaoh to try to help free the Israelites from his uh, rule and oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pharaoh didn't want to hear about it. Um, and so God was sending plagues and so forth. And then Pharaoh, to punish the Israelites, told them that they had to make their quota of bricks without, without straw. And not only that, they had to go get their own now. Yeah. So... A classic example where Moses is just crying out to the Lord going, I've just made these people's lives even worse. Yep. You know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a great biblical example. It is. Um, that was a good one. Yeah. And another one, too, you know, with Abraham, you think about what promise he was given that mm-hmm. he would be the father of you know of many you know that his seeds would be his seed would be greater than the Sand sands on the seashore. yeah mm-hmm. and you know here he was a hundred years old and he still hadn't had a uh a child, a child yet mm-hmm. <laughs> so he kind of took matters into his own hands in his 90s wait we don't do that <laughs> We don't do that as human beings. No, we don't, right? We never pick it back up once we put it down. (laughs) We realize that God doesn't need our help. We stay out of the way. But what's interesting about that, it was a test of his faith. You know, it was a faith test. That's why he's in the uh, Hebrews 11 uh, faith chapter. 
leaders in faith. Well, as a matter of fact, I had a note written down here that uh, being in faith is the victory, is the actual victory, mm-hmm. is being in faith. Mm-hmm. But not only that, after he had, he did have his son, he was commanded to kill his son, mm-hmm. to sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. And he went as far as the knife in the air. His one and only son. Right. That was supposed to be the seed for yes. all those nations in the sand on the seashore. Right. And he was going to do it. Yep. And when the knife was in the air, there was a ram caught in the thing and he was told, don't do it. Mm-hmm. So things got worse pretty bad there, too. Another illustration of a character in the Bible that I know you know a lot about, Joseph. Joseph. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell his story a little bit? Well, I mean, being a 16, 17-year-old teenager, you know, I guess uh, kind of, uh, what was the word I want to say, cocky and so on and so forth, that... uh, Telling people that, uh, or his family, that he was going to be, that they were going to bow down to him and everything else. And, you know, that's when it started. And then he was almost killed by his own brothers and then sold into slavery. And then, you know, then going to uh, Potiphar's house and being... (laughs) Uh, accused of uh, trying to rape his wife and then sent to jail and in jail for a couple of years and seven years, right? Something. I don't know how many years it was, but he was in jail for a few years. And uh, then somebody in there said that, uh, you know, being let out after he told uh, the, the meaning of the two uh, dreams that they had that um, they would, uh, let Pharaoh know who, you know, tell him about him and bring him out of jail. And they totally forgot until two years later that something happened and it made this person remember yeah. that, you know, he had to have, that the had king to, had to, the Pharaoh. a long two years. Right, a long two years. Oh, oh yeah. I think that was the wine taster, right? The cupbearer. The cupbearer, cup bearer, right. And, and then the baker got killed, yeah. right? Right, because he was the one that was doing the stuff that they were both, reprimanded for um but two years later the the pharaoh needed a dream interpreted and then that's when the guy the cupbearer remembered joseph languishing in jail for two years that he had forgotten but as fritz says from the palace or from the prison to the palace yep within 24 hours 24 hours man he was all cleaned up and next thing you know he's got a big huge ring on his finger and basically made second in charge of the world at that point. It's amazing what God will take you through mm-hmm. and then what he'll take you to. Right. And but, he went through a lot of that so he'd be prepared to deal with his with his family. Yeah. Well, not only that, but he was pretty wise in what, you know, what Pharaoh, that's why Pharaoh chose him to do what uh, he suggested. Oh, yeah, you bet. With the uh, seven years of... Uh, plenty and then the seven years of famine um so but all he wanted to do was go home that's it (laughs) but you know he ended up uh taking over being second in charge under pharaoh and and 
with the seven years of uh, plenty, they were storing stuff away for those seven years of famine came. And then, of course, his family comes in needing stuff. And it just the story from there just goes on. And Talk about discouraging that you have all these prophetic dreams of leading people and, you know, being get, in a elevated they, status right, and, and they then get dashed and then you end up a slave right um and in prison first yeah sold off to slavery by his brothers mm -hmm. and then you know from his brothers um doing that to him then ending up like you said in prison and and having to suffer in prison for those years not knowing what his future fate would be like mm -hmm. you know and uh how many of us would have just given up well that's the thing you know right? that would have been the last straw yeah uh -huh. ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but another um another great just a couple more illustrations but another great illustration is gideon in the bible mm -hmm. um so gideon you can read about gideon in judges but um gideon had an army of 32,000 people, but God didn't want them to be prideful of their victory and that they would, he would, that they would think that they did it by their own strength. Mm -hmm. God wanted to make it clear that it was going to be done in his strength. So he reduced his army from 32,000 people down to 300 mm -hmm. so that it was clear who's really in charge and making things happen. Got that right. That's a great example. <laughs> but he needed he needed some nudging. Gideon, yeah. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. he, needed, he needed to go down to the tents and hear what they were talking about, how they were talking. Yep. And then when he heard how they were talking, then he was more courageous, let's say, and followed through on God's plan. Doesn't that kind of sound like us, though? <laughs> Yeah. We all need a little bit of encouragement mm -hmm. to pursue what God is putting on our hearts. And then probably one of the greatest examples of them all, not probably, who is the greatest example of them all is Jesus himself. Jesus, his situation looked like it went from bad to worse mm -hmm. when he died and was crucified on the cross. But then yet his resurrection was at work. Right. Even so, Satan at that time thought he won. Right. So even though it looked like all the cards had been played out, mm -hmm. it wasn't the situation. You know, there was still a victory that God had set up to be had. We just couldn't see it. We weren't privy to it until until the time was right. Right. So I say all this to say there's other great examples like Job and, and so forth. But um, there were four points that I wanted to mention that this article had covered. And um, again, it was it was really a great um, article and I thought it was very encouraging so I want to give credit to All Nations Christian Fellowship. Again, the article is by Ben Danielson, and you can read it at ancf.org. So A for Apple, N for Nancy, 
C for Charlie, F for Frank.org. Um, so one of the first points is that God purifies our faith through pain. And there's some scripture here that I'll read and then maybe you guys can comment on it. It's 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. You have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through its t- it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I heard a message today I just want to make a couple of comments on because especially in Joseph's case, how many times did he have an opportunity to give up, just to give in? I mean, when he finally saw the light at the tunnel, you know, bam, you know, something happens back in prison. You know, when the cupbearer left and said, yeah, I'll, I got you, you know, there was hope there. And he spent another two years. Two years is a long time. It is. But, you know, in that regard, we need to celebrate in the storm. And I know it's hard. That's easy to say. It's Mm -hmm. very cliche. But when you're going through things, you need to celebrate because a lot of times God elongates that time for a reason. Maybe he's trying to prove his presence. Um, You know. Lazarus, perfect example. If you had been here, you know, he would have lived. Oh, that that was um, Lazarus's sister that said that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect point, you know, but when he got there, he got there late and he did it on purpose. And that was to prove his presence. And uh, we don't want to run from our storms because if we run from our problems, we run from our promises. You know, we can't see around the corner, no. as we've always said. You know, the Lord can. And faith is the victory. So if we can remain in faith during these times, we're victorious. And if we run, we're running from an outcome that God has already fulfilled. So it's something that he's already done. And if we can convince ourselves that everything that we do is significant in the kingdom of God. Even the problems that we face, the storms that we face, there's significance there. So, you know, when you think about God purifying that gold, it's going through that refiner's fire over and over and Mm -hmm. over. And every time it comes out, it's in a more pure state than it went in. And that's really what's happening to you in your Christian life. Mm -hmm. God is purifying your faith through your pain. And we would be ignorant to think that we're not going to have pain because the Lord himself came on this earth and had suffering and pain. So who are we to think that we will not endure the same? We will have to endure the same. It may not look exactly the way his looked, but we will have to. Mm. And the Lord tells us that we will have to pick up our cross and follow him. Well, it says plainly in the Bible that you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. doesn't say maybe, you will have trouble. And that's where the enemy comes in, and that's is that the stage of your 
situation, your battle, your problem, whatever you want to call it, when God is seemingly not moving, when there's seemingly nothing going on, that's when he tries to make you think that what it is you're you're going through is not significant. Mm -hmm. The second point um, that I'd like to bring up is that God matures us through these trials. Um, Amen to that. Yep. God never abandons us. Nope. We may not understand his ways, but we can trust that if it seems like he's not present, he actually is. But just working things out for our greater good and for his glory. Right. So, you know, even though he may seem silent or quiet or there doesn't seem to be a lot happening, it doesn't mean that he's not there. And um, we're becoming more and more mature fruit, you know, through these trials. It's not easy, but again, clinging to that faith is what's going to bring us through maturity-wise. Mm-hmm. And as you, as we go through that fire, so to speak, uh, one of the things that is being built is our character. Mm-hmm. And you definitely need that where he's taking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to need all the skills mm-hmm. to do what he's called you to do on the right. other side. That's why we have to embrace that time. And, but it's hard. You know, our brain is wired for survival. And so that brings us to the scripture, James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We just, we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There it is right there. Yeah, say no more. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has Romans 5, 3 through 5 that they could pull up. But the third point was just God's faithfulness is demonstrated. You know, that um, sometimes... We'll say that we believe in his promises, but do we really have the faith enough to believe he's going to keep his promises? It's hard when you get into really difficult situations. It might be easy to trust him with the small stuff, but can you trust him with the big stuff too? Exactly. You know, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, it who has been given to us. Yeah, that goes went right along with what um, Mikey was saying there about perseverance and character. Yeah, I know. I hated his favorite. I hated that verse. verse. (laughs) I think we all do. (laughs) Oh man! Only because it rings so true, you know. Um, but again, you know, do you have the faith enough in Him to know that He's going to keep His promises when you're in the midst of your trial? So, 
And then point number four, uh, God is glorified, magnified, and exalted. So, you know, these are part of the reasons why when we're praying and things are getting worse, that God has a purpose in that. So these are basically the some of the purposes. We're just giving an illustration of four, but God purifies our faith through pain. God matures us through trials. God's faithfulness is demonstrated. And God is glorified, magnified, and exalted as a result. And that's part of a story that we can tell somebody else and that we can help somebody going through the same. Mm-hmm. Testimony. That's right. When it's worse before it's better, it's not without purpose. It doesn't yeah. eliminate the pain or the doubt that no. you may feel, but it can transform it. it. It can. And, you know, going through all that I've been through these past years, there are times when, you know, I've lost, which I think keeps you going, hope. Mm-hmm. You know, a few times, actually a quite a few times I lost the hope and I had to ask for it I had to say I need the hope back I needed uh, you know encouragement and and uh, I know a couple different times I had to just like David did encouraged himself at a certain point um I remember you know remembered back to that and that's what I've done from is try to encourage myself but there's a I remember uh, you know quite a few times that I had lost hope and when you lose hope you're you're almost done. That's the truth. I just, I still, I still go back to Joseph. How did he? Oh, I plan on asking him when we get to heaven. Oh, yeah. You know, there had to have been a constant com- communion with, with Father. Because Absolutely. There's no. It was 13 years yeah, of that. Yeah, you don't just get through that on human strength. Speaking of which, I'll be 13 years in two months. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Robert, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll share it with the guys in a second. That's cool. What are you sharing? Well, uh, Robert had written something here, and I'm going to attempt to read it. It's hard to uh, look this way and read, but let me see. All right. He wrote a perfect example today. A friend went to court with God on her side and me telling her multiple times to leave your fears to him. And she did. And it worked out. God showed off and did exactly what he does show off. And it felt so good to make someone else happy. By leading as best as I can, that the Lord will do what he does. Well, praise the Lord. I could be a... I think you just got Could be a prophecy there, babe. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. (laughs) Just like Easy Street. Yep. There you go. There's your Easy Street, babe. I think you just got it. Uh, Thank you, Robert. Yes, Yes, Robert. You you, don't know. You you have no idea what you just did. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mikey's getting getting tickled over there. <laughs> I just love it when Father does. Stuff I know like that. when he when he shows up and shows off like that. Just the goodness you, you can't help but getting tickled. You know, mm-hmm. you just get it instant joy. 
trust God is the bottom line. Trust God is the bottom line. Have Amen faith to that. In Him. Have faith in Him and listen to God Stories Radio. <laughs> Problems provide a platform for proclamation of God's excellence. Ooh, that's good. I like that. That's fantastic. Well, I feel like I got something out of that. Good. Me too. I was good. I think that went well. I think Robert just schooled me. (laughs) Uh He said amen. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. (laughs) We'll fill you in later. Yeah. Man, what a great show. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in and listening to Session 210. Wow. I really enjoy these times that we get together and chat and talk about Father. I was a little concerned about this one, but it went well. (laughs) You're concerned about all of them. Uh huh. I have this little note on my desk, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it because I had it stuck in here. I have to remember to put it back on my desk. But it says, speak to the problem from God. We have authority. We can move mountains. Speak God's word into the situation. There's power in the declaration. Woo! Amen to that. Wow. Wow. I feel encouraged. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I feel encouraged. <laughs> I have the hair up on my arms. Uh-huh. What a great show. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Thank Lord. you, Father, and thank you, everybody, for listening and praying for us. We so appreciate it. We know it's summertime, and... Not a lot of people get to tune in, but the folks that do and the folks get, that listen afterwards, we just hope that you're you're blessed. And if you are, drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, and you can also... Twit us. Twit us on the Twitter. Yeah, Fritz, we love it. Fritz needs those likes on Facebook. Yeah, it's, an, it's awkward. <laughs> no, but I, I, I love um, our Facebook family because if, if mm-hmm. there's prayer requests or praise reports or anything, we can pop that on facebook and, and then yeah. all all you guys just chime in and it is it's it's awesome it's just that. wonderful so we thank you once again well thanks for uh hanging out with us that about wraps it up for session 210 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina god bless god bless god bless letting go of every single dream Lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of Tomorrow